Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to the Big Red Bench Women in Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy McCarthy, and you can follow me on my Instagram and Twitter accounts using at Jeremy 74 This week's guests include Corsi Rovers and Cork Senior Camogie star Fiona Keating. We get reaction from Valley Rovers, Castlehaven, Monaghe and Mullinahone following last weekend's Munster LGFA Championship semi-finals. And we look ahead to Inch Rovers and Mornavi's upcoming Munster showdowns. That's all to come on this week's Women in Sport Podcast. Fiona Keating had quite the year for both her club Corsi Rovers and the Cork Senior Camogie side that reached the All-Ireland Final only to come up short to Galway. The Big Red Bench caught up with Fiona and asked her about her year and what's to come in 2022. Now we are absolutely delighted to be joined on the Big Red Bench by Cork Inter-County Senior Camogie player Fiona Keating. Fiona welcome to the show. Hi Jerry. I'm very good and yourself it's uh, coming towards the end of the year it's been a long and a very very busy year let's start with club and college first of all because um, unfortunately Corsi Rovers the previous year's county champions came up short against Sars in this year's championship uh, by uh, 16 points to 112 it ended pre- prematurely ended your, your defence of the title I would imagine Fiona knowing you and knowing the Corsi Rovers players that 2022 is already being earmarked to try and get that trophy back yeah, I mean, you know, look, at the end of the day, um, Sarge were just that bit better than us. I mean, it was a close enough margin between the two teams. And considering the fact that we were missing Linda as well from last year, that was a big factor for us. But, you know, looking forward now, I suppose we just have to learn the mistakes that we made in 2021 and, you know, just bridge the gap back to the county final. That You know, that's where we want to be again in 2022. And, you know, we just have to put in the hard work over the winter now and get back to where we were last year. Um, am I right in that this year's senior championship, the quality of this year's senior championship was a little bit higher than in previous years? You see Shandoon eventually winning out against Inascara, but there's a clutch of about five or six clubs and, and a division at the top there. And there's really nothing between those teams. Like the, the standard certainly to me has gone up. Yeah, I mean, just with regards to physicality alone, I think people are just getting stronger and fitter and even the skill level as well I suppose you know it's just getting higher and higher and that's you know that's what you're going to want you know you want as much teams as possible to be competing for those final few spots um, so I think even next year again the bar will just go up that bit more and you know that's what you want to see for the likes of Shandun coming through again this year you know if there's no year where it's one team winning every year and you know that's great to see as well it's great for a bit of variety and it just shows how much talent there is in Camogie and Cork so that's great to see as well Indeed it is um, also as long, along with club even though the club action is finished and Inter-County is finished um, college you're with UCC now what, what's happening in the next couple of weeks and what are you involved in? Yeah I'm involved with UCC now so I'm playing Camogie and football um, with both so I'll be playing in the Ashburn and O'Connor Cup in the months to come so our first Ashburn match is actually next Wednesday against Maynooth so we'll be travelling up to Maynooth on Wednesday to play our first game and the rest of the games then will be played after Christmas so we've just kind of been playing league games the past few weeks um, so I was in Waterford I was in Galway I was in Waterford then playing another Camogie match so I mean you know you'll be travelling all around the country with all the matches but you know it's great you know you get to make so much new friends um, through the college sports and no doubt will be um, travelling more places than again after Christmas with the, with the championship matches coming up. 
Is the, I mean, that's the real key to the Ashmore Cup and the O'Connor Cup. Anytime I interview an inter-county player, they all say that it's the camaraderie and the players from different counties and the kind of players that you wouldn't normally... You, you, you spend the dressing room most of your career with the same players from, from Corsi Rovers, obviously, and from West Cork in the football. But this is different than it, it's... I, I, I'm not saying it isn't any less pressure filled but there is a kind of a pressure release um, in that there seems to be like a, a band of sisters playing together Yeah exactly I mean you know with the football I'm now playing with girls I played with the um, intervention squads back in kind of 5th and 6th year in secondary school from Kerry and Tipperary and even girls that I played underage football with in the inter-county setup. So it's great to be back playing with them again and the same with Camogie um, back, I'm back playing with girls that I played with under, at underage level. So you know, it's great to get that bit of chance to, you know, play with those girls again and rekindle those friendships, you know, because obviously, you know, you wouldn't get the opportunity to have kept up friendships with everyone all the way up. But it's great to be able to be back with them now in the college setup. And, you know, we have great management teams behind us as well. With the football, I'm back with John Cleary and Joe Carroll. So I was involved with them in the minor football setup. Um, and with the Camogie, then we have Emmett, uh, Dave Ellis, Tommy Bow, Ellen, and Danny. So, I mean, you've two great management teams there straight away. So, no doubt they'll get us higher into both Ashburn and O'Connor Cups in 2022. Oh dear. An early prediction there from Fiona Keating, exclusive on the big red bench. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, let's talk inter-county. Let's first of all talk about the fact that the inter-county manager who brought you in to the senior fold and, and has looked after you for all of your fledgling uh, inter-county career you're still only 20 years of age but that's Paddy Murray he's moved on um, We at the time of recording we don't know who's coming in from your point of view Fiona he's obviously had a huge influence on your career but in, in what way has he had an influence on your career I guess is what I'm trying to ask yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't speak more highly about Paddy. He, I was lucky. He was lucky enough to. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to be bought in by him um, last year, and I think you know he's played a big role to get me to where I am today. When I came in in 2020, I started as a sub, and you know I think I just lacked that bit of confidence, and I think that's something he bought out of me this year. Um, and I think you know even my skill level and physicality, you know, he kind of taught me to how to bring that to a senior inter-county level, um, as particularly this year. So, you know, I'll be forever grateful to him. And I think whoever comes into the setup does have big boots to fill. And I mean, as well with his background team that was with him, you know, Teddy, Niall, uh, Matthew, I mean, the list goes on. They're just fantastic. They were a fantastic group of management team. And, you know, um, I'll be forever grateful to all of them for what they've done for me over the past two years. And well said. Um, from the highs of beating Kilkenny and reaching the All Ireland semi finals and what you had to do to get there, to the disappointment and heartbreak of the All Ireland final day against Galway, I assume you were like all the other inter county players that we've interviewed on the big red bench and Cork Camogie players since then. You're not really over it and you are just looking to get back out onto that pitch for 2022. Would I be correct? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, going back to that semi-final day against Kilkenny, when that final whistle blew, I can't describe the feeling and the just everything about the day was absolutely unreal. Like, you can see from the pictures after the match how much it meant for everyone. And I think that's something that really came into effect this year with Camogie. I think everyone just everyone became such close friends and, you know, we kind of bridged the gap between the older and younger side of the team. And I think that's something that can creep into squads at times. But I think if I sat on a bus with anyone, anyone, any member of the team, I could talk away to them. Um, I'd be comfortable talking to them. For instance, Anna Looney, last year I was afraid nearly to say hi to her. And this year, 
I'd consider her one of the closest, I'd, one of the girls I'd be closest to on the team. And, you know, I think that is a massive thing in the team as well. You know, you have to be able to trust the girl that's beside you or, you know, and even in the final, you know, you'd be playing for the girl beside you. You wouldn't be playing for yourself, you'd be playing for the team. And I think that's a really important factor of a whole panel. You know, it's not. It's just not about 15 players, it's about 30 players um, on a team. And I think that really came into effect this year. Um, with regards to the final then, obviously it was devastating not to get over the final hurdle. But I think, you know, we learned a lot. I think Galway were just that bit more physical than us. And I think that is something we will be working on for the season ahead. You know, with pre-season training and that coming up. Um, I just can't wait to get back to it and be back playing with all the girls again and I know I'm involved with some of them in the college and I'm playing against some of them in the college teams but you know just to be back as one unit again I'm really looking forward to it Yeah and just on that thing there's a lovely picture of yourself and Hannah on the RTE.ie website still um, from that game against Kilkenny and the two of you are screaming down the uh, the camera lens having just beaten Kilkenny you can see the camaraderie there very clearly yourself and Hannah and I, I don't think you'd need a camera to be screaming at each other but anyway it, it's it's a lovely photo um, just Fiona you, you took the decision to move away from the dual you know football and um, and Camogie Intercounty and you're focused solely on Camogie now this past year has obviously benefited you but do you see a future for other players um, that they're going to have to make the same decision that it's to their benefit maybe just to focus on one sport Look, yeah, I suppose everyone is different. Um, for me, anyway, in my case, I in 2020, I gave both of them a go and I played the Camogie and the football. And I just felt, as a young player trying to break into panels, I felt trying to balance both was difficult as you were missing, you know, you'd be missing one night with the Camogie a week and one night with the football a week. And, you know, I think that does affect, for me anyway, as a younger player, it affected me after a while. And I felt it wasn't giving my everything to both as you know you'd come home and you'd be like oh I've training tomorrow um, and you go to training you'd be tired from training the night before so for me I just felt that you know I just wanted to give 100% to one um, and you know I think it worked out for me this year but that's just me I mean for other players it could be a total different scenario for any younger players you know aspiring to be a dual player so it's just completely down to the individual themselves but I like sure if you look at Hannah Libby and Maeve you know they've been playing both and they're all getting on great playing both. So I just think it depends on the person themselves and, you know, what they're willing to do. And, you know, playing both is not something I'm ruling out forever. Mm. But I just feel for the moment and for the time being, I'm still finding my feet with the camogie. So, you know, I'm just going to focus on that. But even with the college, um, I'm playing the camogie and the football. You know, I could have just played the camogie, but I do want to stay intact with the football as well. Mm. You know, I really enjoy playing both. And, you know, it was a real difficult decision to take one over the other as I've uh, played Camogie in the football at the underage level growing up so you know it was a difficult decision to make and it wasn't definitely wasn't an easy one for me um, but for the past year I do think it worked out for me but playing both or being a dual player definitely isn't something I'm ruling out but just for the time being I think I will stick with the Camogie that's fair enough. And just finally, um, obviously as a student in Cork, uh, Christmas is going to be very busy for you and very so- socially, hopefully, for as long as we can do that. But from a personal point of view, where uh, will you spend Christmas and who will you spend it with? Um, well, I'm finishing up college now next Thursday. So I'm living up in Cork. So I'll probably be coming home to my family for Christmas. So I'll be spending it with my two brothers and my two sisters and uh, my parents. And please God, my nana and my godmother and my cousins. 
Um, well, we'll have to see how restrictions go. Um, mm. And my aunt and her and her husband normally come down as well from Mallow. So, you know, I'm looking forward to the festive season, all right. You know, it's great. This year we have that bit more freedom mm. um, with regards to restrictions at the moment anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Sounds like a busy Keating household over the Christmas period, to, be, to put it mildly. Listen, Fiona, thanks very, very much for your time. Everybody in the big red bench is looking forward to seeing you back in the Cork jersey again next year for the senior camogie team. Uh, and have a lovely Christmas. Perfect, thank you, Jay. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Inch Rovers defeated Comera Rangers 213-13 to qualify for this year's Munster Senior B LGFA Championship Final against Rathmore from Kerry. I spoke to Inch manager Noel O'Connor and captain Sarah Harrington ahead of Rovers' provincial final appearance. So we're joined by Inch Rovers captain Sarah Harrington who herself and her teammates have just come through a Munster semi-final senior B semi-final win over over uh, Comer Rangers they're now into a final where they'll place Ratmore uh, on Friday week in Mallow with an 8pm throw in Sarah congratulations on getting to the Munster final a lovely boost for you and the squad Thanks a million Jerry. yeah it's great to um, be in another final this year um, little did we think on the 10th of December that we'd be playing a Munster final but we're absolutely over the moon with it yeah, and like you did it the hard way after extra time. And talk to me about the conditions the other night uh, in in that game. You won two thirteen to thirteen points, but it sounds like it was pretty horrendous. Yeah, so like luckily there wasn't any rain or anything like that. But I don't think I've ever played in such cold in my life, to be honest. Um, the conditions were very tough. Like even in your lungs as you were running and things, like it was very hard to breathe. Um, but we we put like it was a tough game and they were kind of ahead from the beginning and you know Com- Comer are an excellent team and you know they go far in this competition every year I think they've won like the last eight or nine or something like that um, Monster Champions- Championship in this grade so like we knew coming up against them that they were going to be a tough um, opposition and they were absolutely outstanding um, very fast and fit so that made it even harder for us in the conditions to try and keep up with them um, I suppose we pulled it out of the bag um, in the kind of the second the third quarter and then I suppose they came back again and they got a goal and they came back into it and then when we found out we'd grinned extra time I suppose it was so late for Friday evening as it was and with the conditions being the way they were um, we really had to dig deep you know and dig deep you did like the two goals obviously are, are the things that probably got you over the line in the end but Am I right in saying you were able to take what you learned from beating Clannacilty, beating St. Val's, and always a bit? Of, it was a while ago, but those types of matches stand to you when it comes up to opposition like Camera. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think like in the last two years, we've really like learned how to you know once we like we go down, like not to put the heads down and drop the heads and to keep clawing back at it. And I think it's just the heart and the work work rate that was shown last week was just something else and it was you know it was it was just outstanding to be part of and you know last week last Friday you know and um, it was great to see like how deep how deep the girls could dig when like when the conditions were so tough and I think we've learned from that through playing the, te- the teams in Cork you know Cork is always the hardest grade to come out of um, and we were very fortunate to have had those matches and they definitely stood tough. Um what is the plan now over the next two weeks because it's gone back a week so it's Friday week but what is the plan in terms of training and like this time of the year obviously we're coming to the end of the year and the conditions as you said weather isn't going to get any better but I would imagine there's a good bit of camaraderie within your panel and within your squad and that like the build up to to a monster final like this is going to be fantastic for everybody that supports you 
Oh, 100%. And, you know, when I was driving to work last Friday, I had Red FM on in the background. And <laughs> to hear even the match being announced on the radio, and like it was the day of the toy show, and I was just saying, thinking to myself, you know, how lucky were we to be still playing, in, like in the end of November, the toy show being on, and, you know, with everything that's going on. Like it's actually fantastic, and we, I know, we had that chat kind of before the match, and you know, we were a bit emotional, thinking like, God, like you know, a lot of sadness has happened over the last few weeks, and we were just so grateful and so lucky to be playing, and now we get to go again, you know. So, um, we'll train out to Tuesday night, and um, after that, I suppose we'll have the odd session at the weekend, and we won't train too hard now over the next few weeks, just with the conditions being so cold, and you know, it's so late and under the lights is difficult, but um, I suppose we'll be playing on Friday under the lights, so. Um, we'll have a, a few sessions under them during the week and to get used to that again and um, I presume we'll have a session at the weekend when you know it's hard when the girls are in college now everyone's back you know back into college and they do travelling midweek and things like that but I, I, I presume we'll just we'll flake away now we might have two or three or four more sessions before the match next week Good stuff and just on that finally the fact that she played albeit in Arctic conditions but the fact that she played a full match and extra time under floodlights I mean that yeah. is going to be of benefit to you when it comes around to an 8 o'clock throwing again yeah, and especially this time of year, you know, it's hard to get used to that. Um, even in the warm-up, you know, we all kind of have our half-wearing leggings and things saying, you know, do we keep these on for the game or do we take, you know, it's kind of hard to play in those conditions when you're not used to it, you know. And I suppose, like, you, if you look back to the, the weather we were playing in during the summer compared to now, like, it's complete opposite. So, like, never did we even think that we'd be facing into this. But, um, you know, it's great to be there. And no matter what the weather is, I suppose it's the same for both teams. So we'll just take whatever comes to us now. Well, all the very best of luck to you in that Munster final. Um, we've been with you all the way through out of it uh, here in the Big Red Bench Women in Sport Podcast. And we'll be there on the night as well. And look, all the best to you, Sarah, and your teammates. Thanks, Jerry, and thanks for the great coverage as well. Introvers manager Noel O'Connor joins us now following his side's fantastic victory over Common Rangers in the Munster Senior B Championship on Friday night. Noel, first things first, it sounds like the elements in the weather, they weren't the greatest on the night. No, I suppose it was a big strong wind there going up one way up the field, I suppose, and it was Baltic. Whether Baltic was, uh, was the key word used by a lot of people out there on the night, but the dry, I suppose, is the only thing. Um, you won in the end by a couple of goals and those goals that you got proved absolutely crucial yeah I suppose we got we were against the, uh, the wind in the first half and we actually got a goal and then one of our first attacks into the game breaking ball and Angel put into the side the latest probably give us a bit of tonic going forward at the start and give us a good boost um, which was uh, we were trying to stay in the game Comer came as I was saying after that for a good period of it we, we picked away and got a few scores ourselves in up the field just stay in the game Came with um, against the wind, and we were uh, we were level at half time then. Yeah, it eventually went to extra time though, didn't it, Noel? And like, how much did it take out of your players on the night? Well, I suppose though, it was it, um, it went to extra time. I suppose we were probably in command ourselves, but Comer got the last three points of the, of the game to, to level it up. Um, we were very clinical there for a patch down the, in the third the third quarter of it, as men said, and. Uh, Took a good bit out. We brought on a couple of young ladies, young subs into it, and they made a huge impact into the game. I suppose around the middle of the field and up front, and um, one of them got a goal, which was a, a huge, huge boost. So she scored one one after coming on. Um, what does this victory do for you? I mean, obviously you're into a monster final, but the lift it must have given the dressing room, especially in such trying conditions. I suppose, look, uh, 
you know we were playing Cumbria who would be the second in, in command to uh, Pally McCaffrey and Waterford who have been there knocking at the door with uh, Pally McCaffrey for the last couple of years um, and have a, an array of water in the county there. I suppose the, the boost we had is we had about 27 or 28 dogs in the night from bearing from the age of about 15 to mature mature 30s, we'll say, as the black man would say. But, um, but like, we, we needed to try and develop these bears. And you could see too the bit of an old pause and a bit of atmosphere about it. As I said previously in one of the other interviews, we had a good on the 12 team. It was a good few team down there, down there as well until the side show kicked in. So I, I suppose... He gave a huge bit and George was a good old lift and a good old atmosphere out of it. And I know looks sure in the month of final or whatever next week, but I mean, some days you just get a good something. It was a good kick out of it and I think people quite enjoyed it. Um, what will it do for you if you were to win a Munster Championship? You're in a final, I know it's another game and it's coming to the end of the year. Are you worried about fatigue in the players and, and what it's been taking out of them? But besides that, what would it do for, for the club to win a Munster? Title, I suppose, is huge for, huge for any club, I suppose, to win the Munster. Um, to be massive again, like you're going out against some top teams, I suppose. Look, we played Cumbria Rangers there last night. We were to travel last week up to Clare, and it, 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 they struggled to the field on the day. And you'd be either playing Radmore, who are some in commercials in the final of it, and Radmore were the, the runners up in the scenery final in Kerry. And some in commercials were only county champions and tipping the last couple of, in the last two or three years as well. Like, so, you good titles, but like, I suppose. Certainly, as you live for it, and it's experiences for these younger players to say, look here, I would have never experienced what's going on at present moment to be around. Some of the players like Savannah and Annie and Emery and these players that have played into county football and that, to be around these players and to be learning and like their trade, it'll be huge from as well. I suppose the real benefit for you all is that you've had such a tough game coming in that the standard of the game that you played the other night will stand to you because we've seen other teams, especially from Cork, that have suffered by not having a, you know, a real challenge going into a semi-final or a final. Yeah, I suppose, look, sir, the game against St. Valley stood to us as well, I suppose. Like, we played Sani Kilke in, in it as well, um, in, in hard conditions again. Um, strong wind of a, of a Sunday morning, and it was, that was testing as well, because the conditions were much different than what we had last night. And we played St. Valley in a very tight encounter, which went down to the wire again. I suppose the week's break probably helped us going into the corner again to just focus and relax us, but... We're missing players over the last fortnight. There were a lot of them going back then, school games and everything. Um, but look, I suppose at the end of the day, you're down, you, you, you're six or seven days out from playing the Munster final. There's not very much you can do at the present moment. Players must just only look after themselves. With one girl draw from Manahill to play on the match on Saturday night, she left Manahill at three o'clock. She didn't arrive in the, in the field and kill it till two minutes to eight o'clock. Ran out and played 18 minutes, 17 minutes of football after that. As hard as she could. Players have given everything. They're honest, they're decent, they're hardworking players. And you can't ask for any more. And they themselves get themselves up for these games because they know there's only a matter of time when they won't be able to play it anymore and the young guns hope you'll take over the mantle. Well, listen, that, that serious commitment from the drive down from Manahan, uh, hopefully it'll be worth it and uh, we look forward to seeing and talking to you at the Munster final. Well done to Introvers and well done, all. Thanks, Will and John. Thank you for, for your coverage. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Two Katrina Davis goals helped Monaghy see off Valley Rovers in the Munster LGFA Intermediate Club Championship semi-finals at Brinney last weekend. We'll hear from Monaghy manager Martin O'Sullivan, but first, here's Valley Rovers manager Dennis Coyley. Uh, Dennis Coyley, for Valley Rovers' point of view, disappointing result, but can I can I just say to you, um, did the start, the sluggish start hurt you as, that game, uh, as the game progressed? 
It did. Uh, it, it, they kind of got the run of us in the first 15 minutes and we were down five points at half time. And, um, you know, they're a good team. They're senior champions. They're not senior champions for nothing. But no, we, we didn't have a good a, a good start. And um, if you don't get a good start, you generally pay the price for it, even though we've been down five before. And we came back to win. But um, we're playing a very good outfit today. And, um, you know, the... If you were neutral looking on there, you'd have said they were probably a better team than us today. Um, even saying all of that, you still had two goal chances. One that just went over the crossbar, another one that hit it on another day. They go in for you. But the team's progression over the last number of years, this is a, a disappointment, obviously. But the team's overall progression has been fantastic. And I know that's something that you need to focus on over Christmas. It has been. It has been. Um, but, you know, you got to be realistic as well. And, you know... The um, the junior and intermediate as grades are very very similar, yeah. you know. And you know when you do come up against a senior team, um, it doesn't matter what county they're from, they're good and they're well drilled. And like we have, you know, we've a bit of soul searching to do now if we're going to play senior football next year because um, a lot of that performance just wasn't wasn't senior football. Yeah. And it's um, it's late in the season. The girls are tired. They put an awful lot in, but. Um, you know, sometimes you you lose, or you learn. You know, and um, oh, what is, is that what to say? You win, you, you learn. win, you learn. You win, you learn. <laughs> yeah. you, win you learn. So uh, we didn't win today, but we learned a lot today. We learned a lot today. But there's still the core of a very good team here, Dennis. And I know what you mean. Like I think t- maybe today's experience will show the girls exactly what they need to do now for ahead of next season. So maybe there is some good to come out of it. Oh no, absolutely, there, there is. And um, we we didn't start Emer today because you know she. Um, she just wasn't right to start, um, and you know that was definitely a, a certain factor. But you know we have we have a lot of girls out there that are really good footballers, um, but we we just we need to we need to refine our play a little bit more. We need to be a bit more um, from the neck up when you play football, because football, it's seen the football is all about the neck up and being calm and collective and holding the ball and not giving away a simple freeze by pulling the jersey and you know um, keeping shape and you know there are some of the things today that just didn't click with us today but they will they will in the future we hope you know well, listen thanks for all your help during the year and all the best next year again absolutely I really appreciate it thank you very much Cheers. now Martin O'Sullivan manager of Monaghan fantastic result for the Limerick club um, a fanta- and a really good start I think in that first half he built a 2-5 two, two, to 3 points lead and he, he saw out the second half but how, how, how tough an opponent did you find Valley Rovers today? Uh, obviously Valley coming down to Valley Rovers we knew we were coming up against Cork Intermediate Champions like we had our work done to see what we knew what our matchups and we, I think we got them right and look the hard work went into the girls on the field they put the scores over the bar and in fairness we look comfortable for I won't say all the match but once we got a bit of a lead up we look comfortable for most of the match those two Katrina Davis goals are smart, well-taken goals and, and they proved pivotal in the end. Yeah, yeah, look, Davis is our top scorer all year. You know, she's been outstanding for us, you know, um, without her and and the scores that she takes, we probably wouldn't be in a, a Munster final. But look, it's a team effort. Everyone, the whole 15, whole 26, there's 37 of us all together, you know, and, and the girls are just outstanding. Whatever we ask them to do, they do it. And it shows now the work, the hard work has paid off and we're in a Munster final. How big a boost is this for Monaghan, especially at this particular grade? Because it's quite competitive, as you've seen even here today, and even to come out of Limerick, it's not an easy thing to do either. But what will it do for you in terms of confidence and in terms of heading into that final? Oh, it's massive. Like, I mean, I know most of the girls are, are like from Newcastle West, which is a big town, but Monaghan is, is a parish outside the town. Like, we were, we were picking girls from, from Tornafulla, from Abbey Field, from Mount Collins, you know, and like in Newcastle West. It's it's just, it's it's, a, it's brilliant for the village, you know, they're got, it's going to be 
a massive thing for them like you know, to be in a Munster final we'll have a huge crowd wherever it's on whenever it's on and that's what it's all about you play for your family or friends and that's that's exactly what we're doing it for and today's game I suppose would, the sec- would you take more as a manager over the second half and the way you defended and held that team off because you did very very well in terms of defending you gave away the freeze when you had to but overall you're defending in the way you dis- dispossessed and you know got turnovers at key times that's going to be vital going heading into a Munster final it is um, I mean the girls are outstanding at, 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 at that defending lead I mean I think in every game that we've played this season we've built the lead and managed to defend it uh, the only game that we lost all year was the league final against the Elvis and you know I mean I think that opened our eyes a small bit in that you know we had plenty plenty chances to go and win that game but we sat back a bit but we've learned to adapt and like we sit back we defend but when we when we break we go forward and we're very hard to defend against then as well well all the best in the Munster final and hope hope it goes out for you thank you very much thank you miss the show grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM Castlehaven exited the Munster LGFA Junior A Club Championship following a 2-6-1-7 semi-final defeat to Mulnahone in Brinney last weekend the provincial semi-final saw the Tipperary side end Castlehaven's interest in the provincial competition and I got the reaction of Castlehaven manager Dini Cahillan, selector John McGuckin and Mulnahone manager Paul Kelly shortly after the final whistle uh, Dini Cahillan, Castlehaven manager absolute heartbreak obviously um, late scores costing you in this Munster Championship semi-final against Mulnahone but firstly your team's effort not just today but throughout the year how proud are you of how far they've come Oh look as I said it to you last weekend um, winning the county was our, our main um, uh, goal at the start here look they gave it everything there today. Just in Galway, we had missed a few scores. They got a handy goal near the end, to, and it came in a good time for them with a few minutes to go. And just very hard to claw that back. But look, they proud of the girls. They were unbelievable all year. That's, that's all I can say. About. You played into a very strong wind in that first half, and you did very well against it. Like it's just that their defence in the second half, they had a mass defence, and they seemed to they, they forced you wide. They forced a lot of a lot of shots. Did you find that a lot of the shots today were forced? It was, it was, yeah, definitely. Like at one stage, there, I was looking out, and they had a uh, 14 behind the halfway line. Very hard to play against that. The girls, look, in fairness, they did force them, but I suppose other days they go over the bar. Today it didn't happen. But look, as I said, we're dead proud of them. They're an unbelievable bunch of girls. They'll get their heads up again next year and be ready for the intermediate. Exactly, and just finally on that, so much to look forward to for this team. So much momentum behind them. Everybody's watching Castlehaven come up through the ranks. A real chance now to recharge the batteries over Christmas, I'd imagine, for yourselves to have a real crack off that intermediate. Yeah, we'll have a break now for a month and uh, start away again in January um, and have a good crack off. I think they're good enough to compete in it. So, look, as I said, we'll have a good crack off it and hopefully we'll bring another county next year. All the best, man. Thanks very Thanks, much. Uh, Castlehaven selector John McGuckin. It's huge disappointment, obviously, for Castlehaven going out at the semi-final stage of the Monster Championship. But what a tight game it was! It was a game of really small margins. But when you look back on it now, and you've had a couple—I know you haven't had long to reflect on it—those wides. There was a couple of series of opportunities that you got, especially when you had the extra player. <clears throat> was that the turning point, or was it was it more than that? Um, look, I, I, I suppose when when you have those chances, you know, you need to be converting at least some of them. Um, you know, you mentioned there the small margins. It's always when you, you get into these stage of competitions against better opposition, it's going to be the small margins that 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 um, that 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 say the the outcome of the game. So yeah, look, um, you know that that's probably something we can look back on. You know, and the, the wide count that we that we had today. 
Um, we don't usually pick out individuals, but Emma O'Callaghan kept you in it with a, some really important saves today. She she really did. They got in two or three times there in the first half as well when they had the wind at their backs, and she kept you in it. And as well as that, there was this resilience about you today. It was a real tough, hard game of football, as you'd expect. But the resiliency and the fact that you've got so much talent coming through, I mean, it, it doesn't feel like it now. But intermediate next year, this team is still on the up. Yeah, look, and, and I just said that to the girls as well. I think if somebody had had offered them uh, the junior A and intermediate football next year, at the start of the year they would have took the arm off them it, it doesn't doesn't make losing today any easier for the girls you know they will get over it they'll start to prepare themselves for, for intermediate um, and we do we've, we've a lot of talent coming through um, and we were able to blood a lot of that in um, this year um, look and you just mentioned Emma O'Callaghan there I know she you know she's devastated after the game um, you know her head was down I, I said it to her and I, and I don't say it lately um, as you say it's hard to just pick out individuals but without Emma we wouldn't be at this stage and, and that's an absolute fact you've you seen what she did in that game today she's been doing that for us all year um, Look it's, it's not the way you want it to end the season but you have to kind of take a step back when you've got time and uh, over Christmas recharge the batteries I know players are all anxious to come back I can see you and the rest of the staff are just as anxious maybe not right now <laughs> but the fact that Castlehaven are on this run and the momentum that you've gained you're, you're where you should be but you know yourselves now you've seen the kind of talent and as you said the level of opposition when you get to a Munster semi-final intermediate's another step up but I get the impression this team is ready for the challenge we'll see if they're ready when the time comes but they're certainly ready for that challenge yeah, absolutely. They're they're all really looking forward to it. Um, and I suppose one thing that I noticed after the the county final, I watched a small bit of the the senior B. The difference in physicality um, was apparent straight away. So you know, we know um, we'll have work to do in that uh, over the over the winter months um, and have them prepared because the talents there. There's no doubt about that. You know, the honesty and work rate from the girls is always going to be there. It's just stepping it up that next level and getting that bit of physicality for for the coming season. Well, thanks for all your help this year and all the best next year. Thanks, Jared. Okay. Mullen and have come to Burnley today and reached the Munster Junior Champ- Club Championship final following an unbelievable victory over Castlehaven. Paul Kelly, how proud are you, first of all, of your players, especially in that such a tight game? I couldn't have asked more of the Mullen girls, to be honest, sir. Um, we came down here today. I was down to Cork County final two weeks ago and I seen one hell of a game of football in the county final between Doheny's and Castlehaven. So we knew coming down, we prepared from that Saturday evening on for today. We knew coming into the home of football, you could say in ladies over the last 20 years, that we were going to get a tough battle. But we prepared for it. And we lost the rain there for 10 minutes. Um, you know, girls dug deep. She's probably our leader, Lorraine. And what we got from the girls while she was off the pitch was immense. And considering that she only went up the pitch, or you only got, got up the pitch playing into an unbelievably tough win three or four times in that second half, but you made it count when it, when it mattered. You got the goal and Lorraine's late points. That's right, Gerard. Um, it was a huge win there, here today in Brini. Um, you know, the girls, once we attacked, um, we knew we'd score. It was all about getting set up, staying to the process that we have in place and driving on from there. And once we did attack, we got scores on the board. But again, two great teams. Um, I suppose, what a game of football. Just finally, what does it mean for Mullinahone ladies football and Tipperary football in general? A victory like this? Well, listen, Mullinahone ladies football, there's a lot of history attached to Mullinahone in terms of football, Gerard. We had six players involved in Bloody Sunday. Um, then the tide turned, we became a hurling force. Um, John Lahey started off that. My brother Owen, 
you know, we're probably renowned as a hurling club nowadays. But again, back I go back to 2002 when one won the Hone Ladies Football Club started, and I took them over this year, and I knew this 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 day was in this team. And you've got a monster final look forward to. Congratulations and all the best. Well, that's it, Jared. Uh, again, listen, we won our county. We're going up intermediate. Everyone after this is a bonus. Um, it's a great journey to be on. And thanks again. Congrats, man. Well done. Cheers. Thank you, Jared. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork LGFA Senior County Champions Moore Abbey take on Waterford's Bally McCarbery in this weekend's Munster Senior Championship semi-final in Moore Abbey. Manager Shane Ronan joined the Big Red Wrench to give his thoughts on what should be a cracking game. Delighted to be joined by the Cork Senior LGFA Football Manager and Moore Abbey Manager Shane Ronan now ahead of his club's uh, big Munster Senior Championship semi-final against Waterford's Bally McCarbery this weekend. Shane, um, it's been a while. You've had a bit of a break um, since your previous game. How have preparations gone for what should be a cracking game with Bally McCarbery? Yeah, Gerald, look, uh, I suppose we had a short turnaround for the first round game against um, Banner. So we've, um, you know, it's a two-week gap into the Bally McCarbery game. So look, we're... I suppose we, we wouldn't been overly happy with what we did against the Banner. So we've been working on lots of things and... Uh, you know, we're quite happy you now with the way training went. We trained um trained there last night and uh, you know, they were in great form um, you know, and we were very, very happy with how it went. So look I think we're 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 in a good place. Uh we fixed some of the things that went wrong against the banner. We've looked at some of the stuff that went wrong against their rogue as well and I think uh you know, I think we're gonna be very, very ready on Sunday for for, the, for what the challenge lies ahead. So am I right in saying, like from a management point of view, it's an advantage to have that little bit of extra time ahead of such a big game? And from the players' point of view, you're just trying to keep them sharp. Yeah, look, that's it. This time of the year, I suppose, with conditions and everything like that, we're trying to manage injuries and things like that. And I suppose the short turnaround after the county final wasn't ideal. Uh, you know, to make sure that the bodies were right again. So, look, I think they've they've come through the last week and a half. We did a very good training session um, last Thursday night. Now we would have pushed them very hard. Um, first time we've been able to do that in a while so I think that was needed as well just to make sure that the fitness levels are staying staying where they should be and you know we did a lot of tactical stuff now the last night and it'll be the same Friday night now we'll uh, we'll just work on work on our game plan and I think look the, the players are players are very ready there's a lot of competition for places there's you know there was changes made the last day there's probably going to be changes again Sunday so um, I think you know we haven't I think we don't think at any stage this year we've had the same team go out two, two days in a row and I think Look, that's, that's all bodes well for, for for the squad going forward. So, look, we're very happy with the way things are going forward. Can I ask, does your approach change at this time of the year, Shane? I know there's lots of things you can do during the summer when the weather's good and the pitches are hard, but I'm thinking of Introvers the other night against Camera, and like they came through after extra time, but the conditions, it was so cold and it was so windy. You don't know what way the weather is going to be this time of year, but do you just approach it like you normally would, or do you have to take into account the conditions? Yeah, look, we, we do, Jerry, I suppose, look, you're, you're, you're different time of the year, you, you know, it's different type of football going to play, like, it's probably going to be, end up being, you know, a bit of a battle on Sunday, um, you know, if you played, played, played Bella McCarby in the middle of the summer, the two teams would probably play a fast free zone game, whereas, you look, we're getting ready for, I suppose, lots of freeze and things like that, and looking, working on quick freeze and things like that, that's a lot of what we've, we've been doing for the last while, you know, and the fact that, I suppose, even your shooting, at this time of the year, the, the long-range shooting, you know, isn't really possible because of the weather, because of the ball being ball has been a little bit heavier on a colder day. So, like, we're working on things like that, and I suppose you do have to adapt to what, what you're doing 
um, you know, this this time of year, even the foot, if you're doing foot passing up your middle of the summer, you're hoping the ball will land in front of someone, whereas now it needs need to go to hand because if it hits the ground, it's probably going to be dead. So, look, we, we do adapt, but look, a lot of the main principles will stay the same. Um, your opponents this weekend, they're the queens of Waterford Club football. Um, I know that you know that, and I know the fact that they've won something like 40 of the previous <clears throat> club championships underlines that fact. It's not a cliche, Shane. This is a serious test of your credentials. Um, first of all, your impressions of Ballymacarbury and also the advantage of being at home from your point of view. Look, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, Joe, I went down to see the water final against Cumra and, um, you know, with a real tight, tough player in the first half, um, you know, both teams going to, I suppose, feel each other out. Um, but Ballymacarbury showed their class and showed their experience in the second half and they, you know, they limited um, Cumra three points in the second half and I think they scored you know, I think it was two six or something like that. Them two seven themselves. You know, really, they really blitzed them. And I suppose they're big players. You know, still shone through like Michelle, Michelle Ryan, Michelle Ryan, and uh, you know the, the walls still going very strong. You know, Hopper McGrath full back, like Karen McGrath was outstanding at wing back. Um, you know, look, I, I know their goalie very well, Lauren. She, she's an excellent goalie. Look, they've, they've been very, very close to us for a number of years, and I suppose they would feel that you know they could have won those games, and they could have, you know, those. In 2018, it was with, with about 15 minutes to go. They were leading by three or four points, and it wasn't looking very good for us. But you know, look, we came through it. So we we know what's going to what's about coming up against a team that are totally driven. You know, and to keep going for far. You know, if I know that I know all those players have been involved for 40 years, but that the club drives on, and that every win I was down as a, and you know when they got their scores, they were celebrating like it was going to be their first county title. So that's the drive that's in Barry McCarmon. You can you can only but admire them for what they do and, and you know as I said they're still continuing to produce players they have a lot of good players in the Waterford team so the standard of football that they're going to produce um, you know on Sunday is going to be something like you know it, 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 I suppose we are lucky we had that tough game against Aero you know that Steelers first um, and I think you know it's going to be a very similar type of game um, Aero you know set up defensively I think Bally Mack, Bally Mack will set up fairly defensively as well and hope to hit us in the counter attack so look we've got to be ready, ready for that but I think Look, our, our girls are very, uh, I suppose, rough for it. Um, they know they've, they've, they've beaten Belly, Belly Mac before, and I suppose what we've really been concentrating on our week is the um, last two weeks, I suppose, is just getting our own game plan right because you can get too wound up in the opposition and things like that. So we know what's uh, facing us. We're treating them with the utmost respect, but I think we really uh, are trying to get our, fix our own, uh, fix the own, or fix our own problems that we had in the last couple of games and see if we can get those right. And if we can get those right Sunday, you know, we, we think we're going to be in a good place. Excellent stuff, but it's one game I am really looking forward to. And look, everybody in the big red bench uh, wishes Morn Abbey and yourselves all the best of luck in that Munster Senior Championship semi final. Thanks very much, John. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan, and Valerie Wheeler between 6 and 7 pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels, as well as visiting our official website, redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench, Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m., Cork's Red FM.